Thank you once again for today. We declare, O oh God, that even as we are about to go into your word that you speak to us, we pray, O oh God, that your word will meet us at the point of our needs in the name of Jesus. We declare that we shall be hearers and doers of your word. You will help me, Father, this morning to deliver your mind in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, this morning, we are going to be looking at um, an aspect of faith. Um, I believe God would have me um, discuss um, this, this morning on what I have titled Persistent Faith. Persistent faith. Now, um, we all know what um, faith is. It's, it's a series that um, we've, we've been going through for a while now in church. And um, so I will start by saying that um, um, faith is, is, is part of the armor that, um, that the believer is supposed to um, be adorned with what, what am I saying? So when when Ephesians six speaks about um, the, the the helmet of salvation, um, and he talks about the shield of faith. So um, faith is actually part of the armor that we use to resist the enemy. Ephesians six verse sixteen says we should hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. So faith is a shield. Now, when you, when the Bible says you, we should hold up, other translations put it like we should take it up, lift it up, hold it in front of you. Specifically, the message translation reads, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. Again, faith is a shield. We need to learn to apply our faith because we will need our faith throughout our lives. Because the enemy is, you know, he, he never stops. He keeps coming to trials. He keeps throwing those arrows. And you need your shield of faith. You need to hold it up. You need to take it up. You need to lift it up. You need to hold it in front of you consistently, persistently in this life. Now, we all know Hebrews 11.1 1 defines faith as the confidence in what we hope for. New International Version reads, it is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Another translation says it is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, that is things that are divinely guaranteed your rights in Christ, the things that God has said, the written word, I might add the spoken word as well, that have come by the influence of the Holy Spirit, the confirmation 
the assurance the title deed. Title deed gives you evidence of ownership. The title deed, the confirmation, that is what faith is. Now, faith comprehends as fact. I'm reading from the Amplified Version now. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So it has nothing to do with what you see. It has nothing to do with what you hear. It is a state of your mind. It is a conviction. It comprehends as facts, meaning it takes as reality what has been divinely promised. It takes as reality the words that have been spoken. It takes as confirmation the things that God has promised, and it takes it as reality, regardless of what our physical senses says. Again, we need faith. Faith is a shield. Hebrews 11.6 again says that it is impossible to please God without faith. So we need faith in this life. We need faith throughout our lives. Why? Apart from faith being a shield, we all know, as the scripture has said, that it is impossible to please God without faith. Hebrews 11, 6 continues by, by stating that anyone who wants to come to him must first believe that he exists. Anyone that must come to God in prayer, anyone that must come to God for the salvation experience, anyone that must come to God with petitions must first believe that God exists. You know, there's a popular song that we sing that even though I have not seen God, however, I have assurance. I am, I am convinced. I have the conviction that he is. I have not seen you, God, but I have assurance. I am convinced that you are. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, we cannot please God. Faith is a shield. We need faith throughout our lives. Now, you, if you must come to God, you definitely will come to God. You must believe that he is and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Some translation says, those who sincerely seek him. Another says, those who earnestly seek him. Another, those who earnestly and diligently seek him. The message translation, I really like the way the message puts it. It says, those that believe that he exists and cares enough to respond to those who seek him. So when we come to God, we believe that he exists. We are assured, we are convinced 
that this God is real, that this God exists and that he cares enough. Hallelujah. He is a loving father. He is an attentive father. He is a caring father. He cares enough to respond. He cares enough to respond to those who seek him. That is our God. Now, what do we mean by persistent faith? Persistence, simply put, by way of definition, is continuing firmly or obstinately in an opinion or course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. That is, when you stubbornly refuse to change an opinion or course of action. Persistence. Now, persistence faith is that continuous and firm belief in God and his promises. It is that consistent, continuous, firm, unwavering belief that the divinely guaranteed promises of God, that the spoken words of God will not fall to the ground. It will accomplish that which it has been sent. Persistent faith. I like to um, look at examples a lot of those that, um, you know, those that have exhibited persistent faith in the Bible. And this morning, I'm going to start with um, Matthew, Matthew's account of the, um, of the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Now, um, looking at Matthew chapter 9, from verse 20 to 22, it says, and suddenly a woman who had, who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Now, this was a woman that had a long-standing issue for 12 years. You know, sometimes even when an issue persists for three years, we, we sometimes begin to manage it we sometimes take it as the new normal. We sometimes take it as the norm. For example, you know, following the COVID-19 um, situation, the global pandemic, you know, we, we start hearing the new normal, the new way, the new approach. That is just the way, it's part of the coping mechanisms of, of human beings. You know, the new normal, this is the way we adapt, we adjust, you know. So sometimes 
we are facing issues, long-standing issues, something that this woman had lived with for 12 years. You know, she may have just said, oh, we thank God for life. At least I'm alive. And then she keeps managing and managing. However, persistent faith is what will make you decisive. It's what will make you take steps. It is what will make you take an action, act, decision to act. So she decided to rise. She decided to hold up her shield of faith, you know, because ordinarily she was not supposed to mingle with the crowd because she was considered unclean by all standards at the time. Yet she thought to herself, and that is the part that I want to dwell on this morning. She thought to herself, she said within herself, she was thinking. She said to herself, Another translation says, for she had been saying to herself. She keeps saying to herself, persistent faith. It involves speaking. What have you been saying to yourself? What have you been saying about that long-standing issue? Have you been managing it and just resigned to faith? not faith now, to faith, to say that, you know, this is, you, you know, a lot of times we quote um, that this, um, this scripture that Paul says that, um, um, that Paul asking God to, to remove the thorn from his flesh and God saying that my grace is sufficient for you, you know, not to take that out of context. However, we all know, we've heard it, we believe it, we are convinced that God is a good God that does not test with evil. There is no unrighteousness in him. We will not test our children with scorpions. We want to teach them a lesson. So that is settled. So what are we saying? What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying about your situation? Are you exercising persistent faith? Now, um, almost 30 years ago now, um, I, we were, my family were attending um, this church where the pastor was telling us about his um, outreach experience with some um, Yoruba folks. So, um, Beg your pardon, I'd like to just say this in Yoruba and I'll translate later. So he went to he went for this outreach and naturally um, inspired by the spirit, this man of God began to pray. And he went, speaking to um, a man that was handicapped. And the man says, Meaning, the pastor was saying, in Jesus' name, receive your healing. And the man, his response to that prayer was, ah, you don't tell, I have been on this mountain for a long time. I have been in this situation for so long, I cannot even say amen. 
I have been in this situation for so long. I am saying amen with my lips, but in my heart, pastor. But in my heart, this matter don't say. But in my heart, this situation, are you sure God even wants to do it? Don't let us be like that man. Persistent faith. What are you saying with to yourself? What are you thinking? What are your thoughts? What do you keep saying to yourself? Now, in Luke 5, 17 to 20, I'm just going to um, go through that quickly. Luke chapter 5. And verse 17 to 20, he says, now that it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that the, the Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. You know, I, I stopping there for a moment, the power of the Lord was present to heal. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, you know, they, they, they opened the roof and all of that. Now, verse 20, when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven. And we all know the story. When the power to heal is present, God is always present to do us good, to heal, to redeem, to deliver. However, persistent faith is faith that does something. So persistent faith thinks about something. You conceive it in your heart. You become convinced about it. You say within you, you say it out loud, you confess it. And then you act. There must be a corresponding action to your faith. Your faith must be active. Persistent faith is active, springing from confidence in God. Persistent faith. Another scripture I want us to look, out, look at quickly is Luke. Again, Luke, Luke 19. And one to six, from verse one to six. It was, um, this is the story of Zacchaeus. Um, when Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus. He sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today. I must stay at your house. So what is the lesson from this passage? Zacchaeus desired something. Zacchaeus acted on it. Now, I, I, was, I was thinking in the course of my meditation that this was a man of means. Zacchaeus was 
the chief tax collector. He was a short man. Couldn't he have asked somebody to, you know, lift him up, you know, so that he could achieve his goal, you know, stand on someone's shoulder, somehow, just someone to assist him. Of course, at that time, tax collectors were considered sinners. You know, they were not, um, uh, 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 I suppose that he wouldn't have had too many friends, um, you know, in the crowd at the time. But regardless of his limitation, he took active steps. He was desperate enough to climb a sycamore tree. He was not, he did not allow his physical limitation to restrict him from achieving his objective, active faith, active faith. Now, a lot of times or sometimes we, 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 um, we exercise faith in the area of healing. It is so much more. What are your desires? What are your aspirations? Remember Hebrews 10, 38, the just shall live by faith. So faith is our way of life. You therefore must be persistent about it. You therefore must be obstinate, stubborn about your faith in the divinely guaranteed promises of God. You just must be persistent about it. Now, I also want us to read Hebrews again. Hebrews 10. Hebrews chapter 10 from 38 to from 30. Actually, okay, let's go to from verse 32. From verse 32, and um, I would like to read from, from the message translation. Hebrews 10. Oh. Yeah. Hebrews 10, um, 32. Just give me a moment, please. Hebrews 10. Okay, so it says, but recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great struggle with sufferings, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing that you have a better and an enduring possession for yourself, for you have indeed, you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will not tarry. Okay, so um, what I would like to bring out of this is in verse in verse from verse 34 from verse 34 says you suffered along with those reading from another translation now you suffered along with those who were thrown into jail 
and when you were owned and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you. Okay. Uh, okay, so the point that I'm trying to make here today is that we should not cast away our faith, our confidence. We should not cast away our faith because it has great reward. We should be persistent in our faith. We should believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently, earnestly seek him. We should know that God is good in spite of our circumstance, in spite of our situation. Again, in Matthew, in Matthew 17, verse 20, Matthew 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, 20 reads, So Jesus said to them, Because um, of your unbelief, assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So, persistent faith. It is faith that speaks. It is faith that acts. It is faith that stays in the place of joy, that keeps rejoicing, not minding the circumstance and the situation. In Romans, it says that Abraham did not consider his own body or the deadness of Sarah's womb, but against hope, believed, hoped, he was persistent in faith. Let us be persistent in our faith because God is faithful. He is just too faithful to fail. When he starts, he finishes it. From Genesis through to Revelation, Revelation, there is no place where Jesus started a project and abandoned it. Why do you think he will abandon you? Why do you think he has gone silent or quiet on you? Why do you think that project will not be completed? You need persistent, you need to be persistent in your faith. He will not leave you halfway. I love this song. He has a track record of keeping his word. That is the God that we serve. And so therefore, We need to be persistent, stubborn, obstinate in our faith, our faith in the divinely guaranteed promises, our faith in the spoken word, the word inspired by the spirit of God. Let us go back to them. We have written so many of them down. Let us go back to them. Meditate upon it. Resolve that this will be our reality. Not minding what we see, what we hear. Holding up that shield of faith and indeed living by faith. Father, we thank you for your word that has come to us today. We pray, Father, that you'll expound these words in our hearts. 
And we pray, oh God, that you will strengthen us. You will strengthen us. That our hope, we will not be weary. Hope deferred will not make us weary. But we are strengthened in faith. We are strengthened in the name of Jesus. And we trust you. We refuse the lies of the devil, of the evil one. We trust you. We trust you, Lord. Thank you, Father, because we see, we see and we handle that which you have said concerning us. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone.